I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. And welcome back, everybody, to the 5.5 Podcast. I am your host, Danny Ortiz. (laughs) If people could hear the conversations we have before we get started. Alongside Eric (laughs) LeVoux. Oh, man. Oh, God. So, yeah, great day today, man. Not to your cut. (laughs) You're ruining. That's probably the first intro I've botched since we've been doing this. (laughs) Great day today. Sorry sorry in advance about your Mexicans losing the uh, soccer game. Oh, they lost? I had no idea because I'm American. Yeah, so sorry about that. Yeah, I don't don't care. Not that kind of Mexican. Yeah, a lot uh, lot went on this weekend, man. There was the uh, social summit. All of that uh, trumped by the incredible signing of... I was going to say, speaking of Trump... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> An incredible signing of Ryan Weathers. Among other things, uh, Roy has also signed Angela up long-term, apparently. Yeah, congratulations we'll, uh, to them. Yeah, on their engagement from the uh, S- hashtag SD Social Summit, which we'll talk about in a, in a few minutes here. But Ryan Weathers, so he finally signs. He's, he completely overshadows the LeBron James signing in L.A. by signing and agreeing to terms to sign with the Padres. So about $5 million, around five point two which was right around slot, what we were yeah. expecting. But he's finally on board, finally ready to yes, go. finally, it's like he took, he <laughs> he had took until two what? weeks. Well, he he's had drafted, until Friday. He's drafted, what, two weeks ago? Well, I mean, it wasn't... Calm it, down, Cha-Cha. I'm just saying, it wasn't soon enough for Padres Twitter, dude. And maybe they maybe they uh, had Mark Grant stand outside <laughs> his deck and, Ryan! <laughs> Ryan! Yeah, could be, Ugh. could be. Well, whatever whatever happened, it ended up working because he signed and he's, uh, sure. he's going to be probably... Heading to Peoria, I would likely say he'd be in Peoria for the rest of the year, as opposed to going like Tri City or certainly not Fort Wayne. But no. um, he'll he'll likely be in Peoria, which is great. I mean, he's finally signed. So yeah, and I mean, he's got a Whoop lot of upside. Do. I I mean, look, I I get the idea, I, and I know you and and our good friend Craig Meddy, loyal listener Craig Meddy, came out and said, you know, oh, if he doesn't sign, we get the pick next year. Oh well. To me, Think about two top ten picks, though, in next year's draft. Yeah, but he's a top ten pick now. Mm, yeah. right? I mean, you're risking it. And you have to think, too, when they got Spangenberg, they have to sign that pick or they lose that money. And with the way that the system is now, if they lose slot money, it fucks up the entire system because that money comes out. You don't have. It's not like before where you could budget, oh, we're going to budget $10 million for the draft, and if we don't sign a guy and he you know, curbs our $3 million, we'll just take that and, you know, redistribute it. It doesn't work that way in the draft. Like... I used the Astros with Brady Aiken, right? They were going to pay Brady Aiken whatever they agreed to, and they agreed to overslot Jacob Nix. Right. So when Aiken didn't want to take the lesser money because of the elbow issue and declined to sign, they lost out on that sign and they lost out on that bonus. His entire slot money, part of that was going to go towards uh, Nix to overpay him to get him to sign. Well, then they ended up without two of those guys. We, of course, benefited from that because yeah. now Nix is, is in our system and is uh, assuming health uh, knocking down the door soon. But that's why I wouldn't want that to happen because you're you're taking a risk in that, A, the talent you're going to get next year is going to be better than what he is now. He was probably the number two left-handed prep arm. I put this on Twitter. I, I sent a link out there, and I said it when he was drafted. If you look at the scouting grades per MLB.com, it was 55 across the boards. You look at the scouting grades for Libertor, who was a guy we all thought they were going to take, 55 across the boards. And Libertor is probably 
higher upside. He looks to have a better frame, whereas Weathers looks already physically mature, mm-hmm. so to speak. Very, very thick young man. His nickname is Pork Chop. <laughs> yes, I saw so that. So that'll tell you all that you need to know. But about I mean, that. maybe he doesn't have the same physical projection or upside. But from a scouting standpoint, I don't think he was going to last longer than eight or nine. Right. I think if he was there, the Orioles, who were top ten, I think were going to take him anyway. So. I don't think you risk that to say, well, I can get a top 10 pick next year, plus my probably top 10 pick, because I think they're like 9 right now, or 7 or yeah, 8. Yeah, and they're going to get top 10, yeah, maybe more even than, top 5. More than likely, depending on how many guys they jettison at the deadline. So, I don't think you play that hand. I think you play, He's the be- he's, we thought he was the best player available at the time, we signed him. And I know there was this hoopla because, you know, oh, he hasn't signed yet. These guys talk to agents and the front office guys before the draft. When they come into workouts, do you mean to tell me they're, they're not having some conversations with their quote-unquote advisors about, hey, how much is it going to take to sign? It's, there's conversations about what are you looking for, just like the July 2nd stuff. They already have deals in place, handshake agreements. His dad obviously knew how the system worked. I think it was just a bunch of bluster and you know them kind of playing the system a little bit, maybe to eke out the extra... Point two million or whatever it is he got over the bonus. It definitely seemed like on Twitter, just by judging by his tweets and you know what he was saying, it seemed like it was a hard decision for him. Like it, it seemed like ah. he really, dude. It really seemed to me like he wanted to go to Vandy for whatever reason. He wanted to go to Vanderbilt. He wanted to forego. You know, I think at the end of the day, it's five million dollars. You know what I mean? Like you can't turn that down. Yeah, and the people say, "Oh, well, he's not hurting for cash because his dad's like, well, that's daddy's money." Well, yeah, you know, dad isn't gonna sit here and support him for the rest of his life. Maybe he's set up if something you know god awful happened. But right. um, I don't think there was any chance he wasn't gonna sign personally because I don't think they, he gets drafted that high, which maybe that which obviously is the highest he was gonna get drafted. He doesn't get drafted that high with that bonus if there's not an agreement in place. He could have just been playing coy. Maybe there's something that he can't come out and say it unless he actually signs. So who knows and who cares? He's in the system now. He's probably in. And we're, we might, we might have Kevin Charity on later. Um, he's still catching his breath from his walking periscope last night. So we'll check on him in the ER later. But if we can get him on and get him off his IV, uh, we will definitely have him on to ask him where he thinks Weathers might crack uh, in the top uh, 30 for the Padres. Because... Again, he's rated out right now as a future value 55, which is a well above average major league player. So yeah. um, we'll go on that. We're also going to have Sack Button Dustin on. Yeah. Our biggest guest to date. No offense, Charity. Um, but, uh, or maybe our most so national guest. So is Woods just going to go fuck himself? Or? Well, Woods is in a different level. He's still, <laughs> And right now he's over here shitting on us about this softball, uh, baseball stuff too. So yeah, yeah. Well. But, uh, we'll get into all that later. Let's talk about the social summit. You got to go. Yeah, so I got to go to the social summit, and that was great. Before we get to that social summit there, I want to talk a little bit about Twitter and Ryan Weathers. So, Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, never mind. Let's, dude. Let's stick to this. I have been bleeding followers. Am I going to have to give you another five bucks to bleeding. make it up to, uh, to get Hughes on? And it's, yeah, it's really hurting our chances of getting Phil Hughes on, because I'm right around 1,200 now, and I still have 1,800 to go to get Phil Hughes on. But So here's what happened. I went on there, and you know, like people who know me, and this was kind of the cool part about the summit too, is like people who I've met like maybe once or twice or not even at all, they're like, I follow your tweets, I know how you are. And so to me, I think that's kind of funny, but... Um, if you know me and you know like what the the shit that I'm talking to Weathers, I don't care. Like you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm fucking with the guy. And so I'm clearly sick. trolling. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, I've known you for ten years. Well, yeah, and, and he said some shit like, "Oh, the big decision day is coming up" or something like that. And I'm like, 
just sign or get lost, dude. Like, what are you waiting for? And then well, you the get, LeBron. Do you get all these people? All these people that are like, they're like, oh, Vandy's a great school. Maybe he wants to do that. Don't rush this kid to make a decision. You know, why are you putting this kind of pressure on him? He's only 18 or 17 or 18. Why are you putting this pressure on him to make this life-altering decision? I was like, I'm putting pressure on him to sign on the dotted line for $5 million. <laughs> so you can go fuck yourself, first of all. The best of the idiots who are like, you know, yeah, you can, you know, you know, just go there and then, you know, you know, if, if, if it doesn't work out, you know, you know, take the five million and pay for school. Numb nuts. It's in the contract for these guys who don't go to college and choose baseball to have college paid for once the organization's done with them. Yeah, I just thought, like, I didn't, I didn't expect that many people to be pissed off at what I was saying to an 18-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that many people. Like, all I, all I told him, I was like, hey, like, you should sign the fucking contract, stop playing so much Fortnite and eating so, so many goddamn Hot Pockets, and sign the contract. You made a great Hot Pockets joke, by the way. And sign the contract. Um, and, and $5 million dollars or four years uh, doing uh, homework and eating Hot Pockets. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so sign the contract. Dude, uh, so many people got pissed, and we even made Reddit. Yeah. Like, I had you send me screenshots, and then Yeah, uh, I posted Jagoff. a screenshot. Meanwhile, on Reddit. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that you know, people knew that our podcast existed. but Well, they um, do now for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah, they're like, I'll never listen to that junk because of this. I'm like, well, you're not missing out on much, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, who cares? <laughs> well, yeah, who cares, who dude? Don't care? But yeah, and then I posted, and here's the thing that bothered me the most, is I said, you know, I, I owe Ryan Weathers a sincere apology. It's like, I am so sorry that I asked, or that I told you to sign for $5 million and stop eating Hot Pockets. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry I did that. And people thought I was serious. Oh, God. Like, people like, oh, flip-flopping? Oh, wow, what a disgrace. And Craig Meddy even DM'd me. He's like, dude, you apologized and he signed. I was like, bro, I wasn't fu- I wasn't serious. Like, that wasn't a serious apology to him. I wouldn't, like, I rarely seriously apologize to anyone. I'm sure that... Unless I'm, like, really wrong. But I don't see anything wrong in saying, hey, sign and don't go do homework. I'm sure that kid has enough wherewithal to know that he was just being trolled. I don't to know To the point that. to where... I, I would think so. He has some questionable uh, Donald Trump and uh, Hillary Clinton tweets in in his past. Yeah, but I'm sure we could... <laughs> I'd be... Yeah, should we go dig up the stuff you used to tweet? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah when no. you were young? I mean, I... I think he honestly was trolling with the whole Vandy stuff. I think he Maybe. meant it when he said, like, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful about, you know, being given the opportunity. But I think that other stuff was just pulling the old LeBron decision, yeah. you know, yeah, it could tactic. Be. And you know what? The the fact of the matter is, is if I was in that position, knowing how I am, I'd probably do the same thing. Oh, I would. not have signed the next day. Give me the money. Oh, we know what you would have done. We know you Give me the that, money, so. baby. Yeah, you know, talking about Twitter, that, that SD Social Summit. So that was on Saturday night. And I've always seen the team post, oh, social summit, hashtag reply to apply. And I'm like, first of all, no one's ever going to pick miserable Padre fan. <laughs> you know, like if I said, hey, I do a Padre podcast. Oh, well, what's your name? Yeah. Miserable Padre fan. Well, yeah. If it's if I say, hey, I do a Padre podcast and I tweet about the team, hashtag reply to apply, and I do something serious, they're never going to pick me because of my picture and because of my name on Twitter. I should have applied as Sweeney says. Yeah, they're never going to pick me. Um, so I would reply as a joke. And then uh, shout out to uh, Padres no-hitter Jeff. He gave me an invite. He DM'd me. I felt like an asshole, first of all, because he DM'd me. He goes, hey, you go on that social summit? And I thought it was just like, you know, someone asking like, hey, uh, are you going? Because I want to, you know, meet up and let's hang out while you're there. And I tell him like, nah, I'm not going. I don't have any interest. I was like, I don't have any interest in that fucking thing anyways. He's like, oh. 
because uh, I had a plus one. I want to know if you wanted to go. <laughs> I was trying to play it off. Like, I don't care about that. You sound like the fucking two, the, the <laughs> geek in school 16 who has the hot chick finally talk to him yeah. to give him what he wants, and he plays it too cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I told him, like, dude, hell yeah. But at the end of the day, I was like... Flip-flopping bastard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, playing into that bit. But I was like, I was like, I'll go, but I'm not expecting much. Like, I think it's, like, what, maybe... Yeah, Wayne Partello comes out and talks to us. Maybe Ron Fowler comes out and talks to us. I thought it was going to be a load of bullshit, but it was great. So Jeff invited me. I went with Jeff. Um, also, Tim, SD Hat Guy, was there, uh, and his girlfriend. Um, Tony was there also. That was kind of the group that we were with. Um, but then a lot of people were there also that, um, you know, if I don't mention your name, sorry. But um, how it all went down is they started it off with a panel of the three people that run the Padres' social media accounts. The three... They're fucking dorks, dude. They're all sitting up there. Is it like, that one chick that we see at spring training yeah, over here? Yeah, the blonde haired, curly hair. She's cute, right? Well, yeah, no, she is. No, I mean, I'm, maybe I shouldn't say dorks, whatever, but. Not the most charismatic lot, well, I'm sure. They're sitting up there and they're basically like, oh, hey guys, like, what was your favorite dig? He's like, hey, oh, you know, my favorite one was last year. Uh, Justin over here, he tweeted out, hey, did you see that Austin Hedges tater? If not, catch up here. <laughs> and oh. they were, dude, they were all laughing at it. And that's what they started it off with. And I'm oh. sitting there. I have my head buried in my hands. I was like, good fucking Christ, get me out of here. <laughs> but it turned around. It turned around rather quickly, dude, because the first guest was Ted Leitner. Oh, yes. I was going to bring this up because yeah. you told me to remind you. So they mentioned Ted Leitner. They're like, oh, and they introduced Ted Leitner. Here comes uh, Uncle Teddy. And the place went crazy. There's, if I had to guess, maybe 40 people there. Uh, the place went crazy, and everyone was clapping, and Teddy comes in, like, gingerly walking in. Yeah. You could tell he's hurting, too. But, um, yeah, he walks in, and he starts telling his story. He starts it off with, um, hey, guys, I really appreciate the thoughts and the prayers and everything. Like, Did he blow kisses? The, the well wishes. No. But damn it. He, he damn sure made that the applause died all the way down and went silent <laughs> before he started talking. I love Teddy, dude. I love Teddy. <laughs> Played the crowd. So he starts it off with that, and he starts talking. He's like, you know, it's very scary. Very scary. I have five different doctors tell me that's all cancer. Doctors I've worked with for 20 years. 20 years. And he's like, and he starts it off by thanking us, and he starts it off also by telling us about his uh, relationship and his times that he spent with uh, Jerry Coleman. All those great stories. And then... <laughs> Somehow, some way, it gets brought up a story about him telling us about a player, uh, a player that injected himself in this dick with cocaine. Is that how he said it? <laughs> Basically, but you know, he tiptoed around it. He goes, "Oh, you know, uh, in his, he did a lot of cocaine, a lot of cocaine." And I don't remember exactly who it was. Portell is probably pulling out his. He, he wasn't nose there. Hair. I didn't see him. Thank I God. can't imagine anybody okayed that story. As soon as he started talking, you could see the social media people looking at each other and cringing. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Interrupt him? Hey, no, 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 Teddy, and push him out the door. You're not going to do that. So he starts telling the story. He's like, "Yeah, you know, there's a particular person or player. I won't mention his name, but he loved cocaine." And then I, um, I. Nodded over to Jeff who I was with. I was like, Ken Caminiti? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, Son of a bitch. I know. But he's like, he's like, but you know, he uh, he wasn't getting as high by snorting it. So he started, <laughs> like he took the cocaine and he injected it into um, a softer portion of his body. He like basically made it imply that he injected it into his dick. <laughs> softer portion? <laughs> Some sh- I'm paraphrasing. 
some shit like that. But he implied that this particular person injected themselves in the dick with coke. I'm imagining listening to this on the radio on the way home as he goes <laughs> off on one of his tangents. And, and, and then he's talking about um, how the player, it, the coke was in there and it made the player's dick hard. And so he was erect in the weight room while he was working out. So... That's how that went down, dude. I I was looking around like, oh my god! I was like, this is amazing. Did you say there was a Cuban story? Yeah, there's also oh. so Uncle Tay. He goes, he's like, you know what? I didn't want to lose out. I didn't want to lose this battle to cancer because I will be ticked if I don't make it to the next wave of good talent. The Padres, all those Cubans in the system, all the Cubans, <laughs> all the Cubans down in the, <laughs> in the system there. Those Cuban arms, Anderson Espinosa, <laughs> all those Cubans. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure Espinosa's Venezuelan, right? Yes. Is he from Venezuela? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they revoked his license for his own safety. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting there. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, these Cubans, they're great. They're great. Anderson Espinosa. And I was sitting there like, I was like, dude, Uncle Teddy right now is at the point where, and I was telling people, I was like, he's at the age right now, and then also that and the combination of him thinking that he had cancer but then getting a clean slate. He's at the age and the point in his life where he doesn't give a fuck, and he doesn't have to give a f- What are they going to do, fire him? No, they're not going to fire Uncle Teddy. They could, but no. it'd probably be a revolt because yeah. he's really the last... Uh the last uh, relic they have. He is, dude. Yeah. He is, and it was so cool for me to to see him there. Uh, I mean, we've I've met him once before, as we've said before on here, but like, it was cool for me because he's the last of all the changes that have happened in Padre baseball since I've been around. He's the last like remaining constant. Yeah, you know what I mean, I love Uncle Teddy for that reason. I appreciate him for. What I always he feel is. the nostalgia when I when I talk to him, but um, yeah, so that was that was really fun. They had Trevor Hoffman come in. Uh, and he was so. Whereas Uncle Teddy was talking for like maybe twenty minutes, telling stories, and then he's like, "Hey, you guys have any questions? Any questions?" And people would ask him questions. Hoffman was just. Kind oh of, God, I wish you would ask me a broadcast journalist wannabe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where Uncle Teddy was like that, uh, Hoffman was more of like he came in. He's like, "Hey guys, I don't really know how these things work, uh, but you guys got any questions for me?" <laughs> I love Trevor. And that was it. <laughs> just rolls in. Yeah, and that was. I don't it. know what I'm doing here, guys. Yeah, so people started talking to or asking questions about what was it like to get the call? Have you seen your plaque? He did say that he saw the. Uh, statue that they're going to put up for him at Petco. Wow! Yeah, and he's like, oh, it looked kind of rough <laughs> when I saw it, but I, I think it's going to be cool. Um, he was saying that. Someone asked him, it was a good question, uh, they asked, because he obviously works with a lot of the prospects, they asked him who his uh, favorite one or who he's most excited about, and I thought he would say Paddock, because the changeup yeah. angle there, but he said Michelle Bias. Wow. Yeah, he said Bias mainly because of the way that he approaches his starts and like his mentality. Um, in the starts there because he was like whenever I would pitch after a game I would sit there after the game in the dugout and I would just kind of try to visualize everything that happened he's like I was doing that after the games when I was done to kind of decompress he's like Baez is doing that before his start he's sitting there he's meditating he's visualizing every batter and how he's going to attack the lineup and that's what he really liked about him is you know the preparation that he puts into it and and obviously his stuff too yeah um yeah so I thought that was pretty cool Trevor too but 
It was cool, man. What I want to do next time, because I still think they're never going to invite me like to one of those things. <laughs> but next time they have one of those, I want you to apply. I'm and going to. And then I'll to. be your plus yeah. one so yeah, we can they'll... go together. But... Yeah, and everybody can ask you. No longer ask you where I'm at. Everyone asks me, dude, all the time. Where's Danny? Where's I'm Danny? I'm on Twitter, guys. You can just, you yeah. know. Where's, where's Danny? Why isn't he here? I was like, first of all, Danny never goes anywhere. So that's where Danny's at. But... Second, yeah, I'm kind of kind of saddled with a child and thin on babysitting options. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Met with the uh, guys from the Los Hijos podcast, another uh, new Pottery podcast. Yeah, they're new, right? They just yeah. I think they're on episode four. No, they're on five. like eight. Are they up that high? Yeah, they're um. on eight. So uh, you guys can check them out. It's uh, Los Hijos fan club on Twitter. But those guys are really cool. Uh, I got to meet Robert and Chad. Uh, two of them. The third one, third guy, was too cool to show up. I guess he had a date or some shit. So. Yeah, I'd have gone to the Sucker. date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he was there. I, I wasn't. I mean, we weren't supposed to let them in this week because they weren't at the social summit, but we just let them in. Yeah. They're like, fuck it. So Nobody's taking a roll call out there. Yeah, I heard you met uh, Mark Sweeney. I did meet Mark Sweeney. And you know what? He was a very, very nice guy. I don't feel bad at all. He should feel bad <laughs> for shutting a, down what was a great account. He was a very nice guy, dude. He's sitting there, and Jeff uh, Jeff knows him. Jeff knows him, Randy Jones. Uh, he's We're sitting there, and Jeff goes, oh, hey, sorry, guys. Randy Jones is calling. I'm like, fuck you. Um, anyways, yeah, we got to meet uh, Mark Sweeney. We went up there to uh, meet with him, and we talked a little bit. And he's very, very nice. And I wanted to ask him about the Sweeney says, but I, I, I couldn't muster up enough uh, in the old cojones there. But yeah, he's a he's a cool guy. Kind of wish somebody would have asked him about that. He was a cool guy. We told him about how Lightner told the story about injecting someone's dick with cocaine, and he just kind of looks like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like he was like floored. He's like, what the fuck. But, yeah, he's really cool. Yeah. So let's talk about Bias. Um, because you brought him up about Trevor mentioning that's mm-hmm. the guy he's excited for. You actually got to go see Bias pitch last week during yeah. a um, oddly timed 11 o'clock day game. Yeah, that was really weird. So it was a Wednesday day game. I went up there with AJ. And uh, it was super hot, first of all. There was maybe 25 people in the stands oh. other than this uh, kids. They had this kids thing going on where the green seats in the section are all like the kids section. And that was completely full. So there was a kids section thing going on, and then like there was literally no one there. So we're sitting there and we're watching, and he—I wasn't too impressed by his start, but I'm not gonna let what I saw in one start kind of form my opinion on what I think of him. So what wasn't impressive? Because we talked about this when we went to go see uh, Paddock. Um, in that, if you look at the stat line when we went to go see Paddock, oh five innings, nine punchouts, a walk, a couple runs, like oh he did really well. But when you and I were watching him, he was kind of all over the place. He wasn't as dominant as you would think. Um, didn't seem to have good command or good control. Um, got out of a couple of uh, couple of uh, tough spots. Got hit hard. What was it about bias that left you un- not unimpressed, but I guess that you felt like it wasn't as good it was of a, a start? Yeah, it wasn't as good of a start as as the numbers would lead you to believe. Um, it was mostly what we saw with Paddock kind of all over the place a little bit well for Paddock that was in Paddock's terms all over the yeah, place he wasn't that walk. bad when we went up there but uh Baez was kind of all over the place and he got barreled a few times like he got bailed out by the defense a couple times Buddy Reed made a great catch out in center field uh right center that bailed him out Eggy at second base diving play to um to help him out there was a play at shortstop the ball smoked right at the shortstop line drive so he got barreled a few times his you could tell he had no command of his breaking ball like his secondary pitches were non-existent um his velocity he was sitting around 93 94 that's good 
I mean, it's okay, but he was sitting yeah. like 96 last year. So he was battling a back issue, so I don't know if that's still hindering him. Maybe. Um, but he, was, he wasn't throwing that hard. He wasn't blowing it past him or anything. It was just kind of, you know... But his stat line looked really good, so that's why it's another thing. If you don't watch the games, you don't you can't see these things up close. He gave up like one hit, I think it was. Yeah. But he wasn't. Uh, it wasn't one of his better performances. Basically, from the people that I've seen going up there, I'd put Paddock at the very top, like not even close. And then Morahone, and then I'd probably go Baez. But I'm willing to go see another Baez start, obviously. Oh yeah. To to see you know to kind of broaden that sample size. But the one start I saw was less than impressive. Also. Are you stunned that Paddock is still in single A? I yes. had my supervisor asking me today. Big Padre fan follows uh, you on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but he. Goes, oh, but not you. No. Well, I think there's a uh, <laughs> oh. conflict of interest oh, okay. there. He doesn't want everybody to know I'm his favorite employee, but we uh-huh. all know it's true. Uh-huh. Anyways. Um, but he made a good point. He's like, dude, what's Paddock still doing yeah. in, in Elsinore? Like, what else has he got to do there? He gave up 10 knocks yesterday. Did Paddock he? did, yeah. But, I mean, still, he's he's been blown away. One bad start. In I can't believe he's still I can't believe he's still in Lake Elsinore. Yeah. I'm floored. I wonder if actually. they have some roster moves they need to make on uh, San Antonio that has to do with uh, El Paso. Yeah. And then once they clear up some space there, they'll start moving some guys around. Yeah, could be. I mean, at this point. Also, what I think it could have been is they were waiting for the All-Star games to come and go. And now, I mean, that's here we are. You know, so I'm hoping we see some sort of movement soon. I mean, but at the end of the day, you never know. So We'll see. I'm I not going to sit here and speculate. I mean, last year we're like, when's, when's Tatis going to Elsinore? And then we see sons of bitches. Yeah, we're like, we're like, oh, it's got to be coming any day now. And then Kevin Charity comes lumbering by our section. Guys, Tatis to San Antonio. We're like, what? <laughs> like, what? There's no way. Yeah, there's no way. Don't tell anybody. I told you. Yeah, so ah. I, I never, never really know kind of what what they're gonna. We do. We're not so in the gonna, know, but just someone sit uh, back and watch. Yeah, definitely not in the know, but someone in the know is uh, who we're gonna bring on here. Yep. Our next guest, we're gonna bring on uh, Sackbutt Dustin of the uh, Sackbutt Newsletter fame, and of course uh, now of the Athletic. Let's go get him. Or let's not go get him. <laughs> so that didn't work. That was about a 35-minute ordeal. God, dude. So I, feel he, so bad. I feel so bad because I feel like I fucked up his entire night. But we couldn't get the Skype to work. Yeah, so. he kept calling. What a nightmare. And uh, he said uh, he couldn't hear us, but we could hear him loud and clear. <laughs> we also took too long and unfortunately didn't have time for Kevin Charity. Yeah. We who's were... now uh, who we bumped. <laughs> what a nightmare, dude. And now we can't get him on either. So I guess yeah. for the first time in a long time, it's... Uh, Train wreck. You and I at the end of the show. What are we supposed to do here? Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't finished a show without a guest in a while. Yeah, seriously, dude. It's been a while. So Maybe we, we should call Marcus back. We called him on accident. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what it is, dude. Skype. Our Skype just loves Marcus because the first time I tried calling out to Dustin, it called Marcus's Skype. And this is Marcus Pond of Marcus Pond from Fryers. So <laughs> the first time I tried calling it, called him. And then every single time that I tried calling Dustin and he tried calling me, we tried calling his cell phone, we tried everything, it wasn't working. So maybe our Skype is like, hey, give me Marcus Pond or give me death. (laughs) Maybe that's what our Skype is saying. So a little bit of a shorter show today. We'll get into what we had planned for after. We want to have Sackbutt and Dustin on sometime once we can, you know, figure out the connection issues here. But uh, maybe next week, maybe the week after, we'll figure it out. Because there's a lot of things, uh, great things that he's doing on the, not only the newsletter, but the athletic I want to pick his brain a little bit, especially on uh, some of the things like the draft and the like, kind of the uh, overall general, philosophy. Yeah, their draft philosophy. philosophies and their, their strategies, you know, and what they put into that. And then also, God, dude, he put out a uh, Ryan Schimpf launch angle article. I read it. I was very sad. Yeah, it was <laughs> sad, but it was also really good. So you know, I, I'm 
really bummed that it didn't work out because I wanted to pick his brain on that. But uh, we have a few things here that we wanted to get to and announce. Uh, the softball. Padres Twitter softball, in fact. The Padres Twitter softball. So what we got going on is the guy finally got back to me today. Uh, what had to happen was I called and left him two messages. I sent him an email, <laughs> and he wasn't responding to me. So I asked Angela. Uh, again, she was nice enough to offer to help. So I said, okay, I'll take your help. I said, hey, can you please like reach out to this guy, call him or email him, because he wants no part of me. And she goes, oh, okay. So she calls him, and then it turns out that he had been out of the office. He was off since last Thursday. Uh-huh. So he ended up calling back, um, and he, we got in touch. And uh, there is an opening. There's one opening left for a co-ed team, the Saturday, or Saturday, the Tuesday 6 p.m. co-ed. There is one opening for that. However, the snag that we're running into right now is there's only two women that are committed to play who uh maggie uh mc maggie on there who by the way i met her at the uh <laughs> so i met her at the socials uh, did you behave yourself well here's the thing i met her as she was leaving i said oh hey i didn't get to meet you um and she's like oh uh, what's your name on twitter i was like a uh, miserable pottery fan and she goes she goes oh yeah i recognize your voice because oh. she listens to the podcast, so thank you. But she's like, I would have recognized your voice a lot sooner if you said fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, so anyways, yeah, she's she's down to play. But the only, here's here's the problem. The, only, the other uh, woman that's down to play is James Clark's wife. But then with her scheduling, she's also coaching travel softball, from what I believe she was saying. All she can really commit to is maybe every other Tuesday. So therein lies the problem. Is Those are the two that are on board in some capacity. Um, Angela says she doesn't really want to play, but she'll do it if she has to. You have to play. But you have to have at least three women on a co-ed team. And if you don't, I don't want to have to face a forfeit every week. Like That's exactly why I didn't want to run in the first place. So what I'm thinking is I think we have enough interest to get a men's team. So, hey, guys, saddle up. <laughs> saddle up. Let's bump some nuts. Um, the I think the team we're going to put together, and I'll manage, the, I'll manage it, uh, is going to be the guys team. So um, Unless we'll, we randomly get like two or three girls to commit. Yeah, but even then, yeah. I, I don't like the chance of that because there's been a lot of feedback. I mean, we've been talking about a lot on Twitter, and the only people that have been reaching out with a couple exception, exceptions are males. So... I really want to get it done. I think we're going to still play on Tuesdays, and it's going to be a, a men's league, uh, men's softball. For now, uh, subject to change, but the league is coming up quick, so we're going to have to figure that out. But um, there is that. You want to tell everyone what we're doing tomorrow? Yes, yeah, so we actually had to put it off last week because of other technical difficulties, but no. Eric and I are supposed to be uh, featured tomorrow on uh, Bluntly Padres. So yes. we're supposed to finally do the uh, the Bluntly 5.5 crossover tomorrow, and... Uh, Hopefully get baked. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, so uh, last week it didn't happen because Wynette was getting uh, cable installed. Or he was supposed to. He had issues with at What year are we in? And the scheduling. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, you would be the only guy in the room that actually pays for cable. But, um, yeah, we couldn't do it last Fair point. week. Fair point. <laughs> couldn't do it last week for whatever reason. So uh, we will be on tomorrow. I have right here, I have this little bag. I got some weed on me here. I don't know what kind it is, but I'm such a, I'm a rookie. But It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric has been practicing. We haven't been yeah. following him on Snapchat. Yeah, I've been practicing a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that should be interesting. Um, there's a couple other things here um, that we have, and one of them is going to be a uh, bobblehead giveaway. 
Um, so if you listen to the show and you retweet the show, um, what we want to do, I have an extra bobblehead for the uh, Trevor Hoffman that got the social summit. 500 save, I 500 believe. 500 save, yeah. So what we want to do is if you guys go on, whoever retweets the show, I'm going to pick one randomly and uh, we'll give it away to you. If you want the uh, the uh, Trevor Hoffman bobblehead, I have one. You can have it. So uh, retweet the show. From... It was previously open because I wanted to look at it. Yeah, so Danny I... wanted to look at it's it. It's before he told me it was going to be a prize. So I apologize if it looks like a child tried to rip this open. Yeah. They made it really difficult. Yeah, they did. Really difficult. Childproof yeah. box. They made it hard to pull out. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, retweet the show if you want it. Uh, retweet it. And, uh, again, we'll pick someone randomly who was nice enough to retweet the show. And we'll pick someone from there. Um Speaking of uh, Padres Twitter, last thing uh, we wanted to touch on here as we try to scramble to uh, fill time is uh, no longer uh, doing the Padre Twitter question, Eric? Yeah, no. So we were talking earlier this week. I don't want to – I wanted to kind of move away from that. So we've been doing the Padre Twitter segment for a while now. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and debate about who did it first because that would take too much effort into actually looking it up. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I have no interest in that. Yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care. But I feel like there's so many Padre podcasts that are out there, and I feel like with the exception of – I feel like Intelligence is the only – them and Kept Faith are the only people that don't do it. But everyone else is doing Twitter questions. So Is uh, Make the Padres Good again doing it now? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they've been doing it. That's weird. Yeah. So did that before when I listened. Yeah. So they're doing uh, – pretty much everyone's doing Padre Twitter segments. And I feel like at this point, I don't want it to become stale. So you guys can have it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do it every once in a while. We'll, we'll check in. We'll do but, it on special occasions. Yeah, special yeah. occasions. We'll, we'll check in. But, um, yeah, Padre Twitter segment, rest in peace. Um, it died a great death. Maybe we'll do a Padres uh, Adult League Baseball segment. People seem to be uh, wanting that to catch on pretty much. It's uh, funny because there's the people with our adult baseball stuff, they either really like it or they fucking hate it. The only guys that like it are, is, is Woods because he plays and then the, our teammates that listen. Yeah. That's it. Nobody else. Oh, dude. The guys on our Marlins team, shout out SD Marlins. We won 34 to 10 yesterday. Christ, what but a drubbing. Every fucking time so you haven't been out there at the games you've been hurt and because you aren't out there they know i hate it so every time i'm up there to bet oh make sure you get the right launch angle bro <laughs> like i fouled one off yesterday behind the plate and they're like oh you gotta fix that launch angle and i'm like fuck what's your exit velocity i have no idea <laughs> I have no idea. I hit a line drive off the bottom of the wall out and left yesterday. Lincoln High School. Yeah, Lincoln High School. And uh, Dustin, or it was either Dustin or Chris, like, hey, if your launch angle was a little bit higher, that ball's gone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my fucking God. It's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny. But Do you miss me yet? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do, kind of. But, yeah, it's always funny. They're like, oh, uh, hey, is this going to make the podcast? I'm like, your double no. play that you grounded into? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm just playing. Eric no. Lockhart did almost get in a fight this week. I'm I'm stunned. Yeah. And so. in other news, the sun rose this morning, and it's <laughs> setting as we speak. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, not not the uh, not the best of episodes. But uh, if you guys have tuned in this long, we appreciate it. Um, again, sorry, uh, Sack Bunt Dustin kind of fell through. Uh, Kevin again. Charity, we <laughs> kind of fucked Charity a little bit. But um, anyways, we'll 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 be better next week. We'll talk to you then.